Welcome to the Moms on Maternity YouTube show and podcast. I'm Amy Cruz, and today we have on Sherry St. Marie. Sherry's kids are all growing up in college, and she is a go-getter, um, you know, businesswoman. So right up our alley of the type of women we love to talk to. How are you today, Sherry? I'm awesome. Um, you know, every day I just get up, and I am all about being in the moment. Um, how can I make a difference and um, have a little fun? So. So what do you do for a living? That's what most people, I am an, I am technically an entrepreneur, so I'm a 1099. And so I do all kinds of things, but um, when people force me down to functional things, I used to be a high school marketing teacher. So I did that for a long time when my kids were little, I got laid off in teaching and then became a real estate broker. So I'm a real estate broker in the state of Wisconsin and in Florida and can refer all over the world and work with internationals as well. And then I do lots of different um, investment type of things with other people. So I'm working with investors on different projects. Um, I have created courses. I'm a speaker. So I do all kinds of different things. So you are things. a woman of all trades. You can really figure out how to do anything. I do, you know what it is? I was born in the projects, come from nothing. And more of it was just about necessity in the beginning. And now it's more about, I like variety. Um, and I'm much more about like people, opportunities and experiences than I am about like driving a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am much more about just contributing and then neat things start to happen, you know, more than, and if I don't know how I'm really good at self-deprecating humor. That's oh. amazing. I, I mean, I subscribe to that same theory. Um, what do you, when you talk about international real estate really quick, that made my ears light up. How does that work? Can a United States real estate agent sell international property? So how that is working is a couple different capacities. I'm with a um, company called EXP. So we're global. So I have 80,000 teammates all over the world. Um, And so I can refer to one of my teammates in Italy or Australia or wherever I would like to. But here in Naples, Florida, I work with a lot of um, international clients. So I I have a home up in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, Middleton, Wisconsin, and then I also am down in Naples. And in Naples, there's a very large group of internationals here. So I am working with them and a lot of other clients on purchasing um, either their own property, investment property, Airbnb, because I'm an Airbnb super host. Um, And so all of those things just create variety into real estate. And new construction has always been my specialty. So I have 19 years as a woman in construction. Awesome. Yeah. So what is your biggest memory of raising your kids? Like when you look back on it all, what's like the two times that like stand out in your mind as like critical moments? Oh my gosh. Like, you know, that's the stuff that just like my heart goes right. My eyes tear up. Right. Because for me, like over anything I've ever done in my entire lifetime, it was, it's being a mom. Like that was my greatest gift and what I wanted to do. Um, And so I think, you know, some of them would certainly be times when it was, um, my three kids are close in age. So I had four kids um, under five, excuse me, three kids under four for a short bit of time. So mine were 18 months apart and then two and a half years apart. And so I had like double stroller and the carrier. Um, So a lot of mine were just the times when um, the three of us were able to share time together and, um, teaching them the stuff that matters in life, but so much more about the priceless stuff. So mine would have been the pieces where um, you're the world to your child, you know? And a lot of mine was just making sure they knew 
I love you no matter what, you know? So whether you mess up or you don't, you can call me at two o'clock in the morning. You can, I'm there, you know, first thing in the morning, whatever. My children are now 25, 20, almost 24 and 21. Yeah. They will call me no matter what. So it's not exactly a memory, but it is a, that's what we built over these decades, you know, where it's like have each other's back and just the priceless times. I knew my kids were going to choose. Do you want to be with me after 18? They have to be younger, right? But at 18, they don't necessarily have to unless you're controlling them with money. And so for me, it was so much more about how do I um, create this relationship with you and also teach you as best I can? How do we live and work through some of this stuff? How do we be big hearted? How do we have the hard conversations, you know? And I'm at the stage now in the second part of memory where I'm also reaping those treasures of my kids enjoy the time with us. Um, We're, you know, they're young adults and they come down with their boyfriends and girlfriends uh, for Christmas and all that kind of stuff because they want to, um, because they enjoy the time. And, you know, it was the every day when you're tired and juggling work and all those kind of things where they will say, Um, the days are long, the years are short. And I never used to understand that, Mm -hmm. you know, the days are long, meaning it's, it's, you love your kids. It's so exciting, but you're exhausted, right? Why they're little and you're covering everything and working and getting them to school. And then all of a sudden it's over, you know, in the everyday life. And so that was, I can't believe like my oldest is almost eight. It's like, what? That's crazy. Like, yeah. And I think, you know, each stage is fun for the pieces. I loved that little stage and that where, you know, you get to have them more and all that kind of stuff, but it, it is the hardest job you'll ever do. And it's also the most amazing job you'll ever do, yeah. you know? So. so you, I follow you on LinkedIn and you're very active there. It's awesome. I feel like on that platform, you push for a little bit of a culture shift or change. Am I reading that right? Yeah. So, I mean, this is what's a little bit interesting. Um, Prior to COVID, I used to do videos every single day, like regular videos where I'm talking and coaching and talking as a coach. Um, Then the world got a little bit, a lot hard, right, of just social unrest and COVID and all these pieces that were just heartbreaking. And I'm a huge empath. Um, I got into a spot where there was a lot of people that I've always used my voice, whether it's easy or hard. So I'm an advocate for a lot of tough subjects. Um, but it got to be a place where um, it felt a little bit unsafe with all the political huge pieces and um, Black Lives Matter and all kinds of things. And honestly, I have had you know stalking at times um, by people. And so I chose to swing and be a little bit more quiet and not the usual post. I went into this whole creative thing for a year of TikToks and things like that that are lighthearted, think not so serious, you know, because people also needed some of that lighthearted. But a lot of everything I do, no matter what I'm posting or doing, it's really about how do you kind of give just sweet, smart thought for adults to learn? And it doesn't have to be so serious, you know, just to help them think about things in their own life, because I'm not going to boss or tell anybody what to do, really, you know, a street smart what? I've always been a street smart teacher. Mm -hmm. So I have a master's degree in adult education. Um, Before then, I was a high school marketing teacher. I, however, though, was born in the projects. Um, School wasn't as easy for me. I was really great at the um, social and um, was a, started speaking in front of hundreds of people when I was 12. Um, And by 17, I was traveling the state speaking to business people for DECA as a state president. Um, And so my talents were different, you know? 
and where I've developed a skill both back in high school and today even work with billionaires and whoever it happens to be or regular people like myself. Um, I just teach in a little different style um, that's street smart, you know, instead of super academic and the way other people. Oh, give an example. Um, an example would be, a great example would honestly be um, a TikTok because I can, I can teach or explain something by being seven seconds and either funny or serious or lighthearted. And the person walks away in their own life, either being inspired or thinking about something, or I will do a LinkedIn live and I will have a husband call me that will say, I didn't realize till you did that LinkedIn live, how I was really treating my wife. And yet you didn't really say anything about, you didn't um, you know, shame or direct or be difficult. Mm -hmm. What did you used to speak corporately on? Um, I do all different subjects. So an example would be right now, my next thing will be um, the Women's Leadership Symposium at UW-Madison. So the college in Madison, I'm giving a one hour talk on um, to women that are either um, college students right now, staff or any women in the public. About what? Um, um, so I'm going to talk about this whole journey of um, what we've learned really being a, a female in this whole industry, like a lot of the pieces that we'll look at is we unfortunately are conditioned as women to think there's only supposed to be one kind that we are or whatever. We've even harmed each other by me feeling like I wanted to be a stay at home mom, but to somebody else that might not have been acceptable. It doesn't matter. It's my journey, right? Mm -hmm. And I should be thrilled for you because you want to be high achieving and whatever it is you care to be. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it is recently we've gone through this whole thing of the toxic uh, power, taking our power back mm -hmm. and a little bit of that needed to happen, you know, with me two times up and all that kind of stuff. And then it wasn't helpful because it became this male versus female or, you know, um, the boss versus an employee or whatever. We needed to learn how do we get some of this power dynamic shifted out that needs to happen without being toxic and without being um, so hard on each other. So a great example is I have a big following of um, males and females, but a lot more males. And people would go, well, why is that, Sherry? I've learned in my experience how to not be the one lecturing and calling you out and being hard. I'll do that every once in a while. But for the most part, people find me um, a female that's inviting and easier to listen to and not telling you what to do, just presenting some different thoughts. Mm. And that, that has gone well for me personally with my own style or the things that I want to do in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of it is just looking at those pieces, you know, um, one of them would be OnlyFans right now. So there's a lot of not just young women. So OnlyFans, if your audiences don't know that or a lot do are, that is a concept that is on TikTok and others where it's a premium piece. And yet what the women are doing is accepting gifts, which is cash for showing more of their body and whatever. And some people are getting, you know, private room or you're a premium, premium guest. Ultimately that's still prostitution. And then those- and Are you saying, sorry, are you saying that's fine or what are you saying exactly? I don't necessarily say it's great or bad, right? Cause I'm not supposed to be judgy. What I'm saying is that OnlyFans, if these women are doing that, they also just need to think about they are liking to say that's female empowerment and I'm an entrepreneur. 
There's just a cost to that. There's a cost to that. And it's not just young women doing it. It's also women in their 40s and 50s. What is the cost? I think that the cost would be to some of those people. You are putting yourself in a position where your um, sexuality is your is your um, currency. And if that feels fine to you, which a lot of them will, will say, I feel totally fine with this. I am comfortable. All of that I mean, stuff. strip clubs have been around since the beginning of time. Right, right. And so all I'm saying is mm-hmm. it is not this empowered, I'm an entrepreneur thing. It is. It is still in the industry of a strip club. That, that's what it is. That's it. And then we have a lot of these women getting cash for that, right? And then mm-hmm. I try to go buy a house, but it's not, it's cash. Where'd you get it? You're not reporting it to the IRS, which mm-hmm. now that's becoming a big, huge thing of just realizing what they're doing. And the other thing is we're all going to eventually age out of the, I'm a hot bombshell. And so, you know, it's just, how do you feel about that? Oh and, yeah, no, I mean, I, I it's an interesting topic. I, I yeah. totally like where you're going, where your head's at with it and your thought process is, is there, but that's true about any job, even in corporate America, you're in your twenties and thirties only for 20 years. And so, you know, I think that there's a, a fear of a lot of women. You don't want to get old in corporate America either. You don't want to get old anywhere, you know, but, but I, but I think the place to think and learn is of course we don't, because that's where we've been socialized. Mm-hmm. So at 45, I was like, oh gosh, I better be about something else besides my looks because that's not what I want people to necessarily think of me as. And so how am I highlighting and using my other assets so that I'm not aging myself out necessarily? I can keep yeah. moving and evolving, you know? Um, and we, we are very much socialized, especially in the United States, over physicality. And part of that is not our fault because it's the way we've been socialized. Um, and then part of that is we also buy into that system. You know, and so how do you want to handle that? You know, and so mine was I started helping people see my intelligence a little bit better, mm-hmm. at least by 45 is a conscious choice. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I definitely agree with all that. Um, you're, do you talk about your age publicly? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, am, I am one who every single day I'll say I'm 54. I mean, it's not any big issue with me at all. So you're 54. I'm 54. Are you married? I am no longer married. I was married for a really long time. Um, I unfortunately was in a very abusive marriage that was incredibly difficult um, and difficult to get out. And I have been out um, actually six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you look great. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I would have, I don't, I don't think you look 54. I mean, I'm not just saying that I'm sure you, do you get work done? I don't. Okay. So what would, what have you done? Do you think that's allowed you to, I mean, I don't, again, no, but you look young for your age, right? Most people would think I look young for my age. I've been told that most of my life. Uh Um, I think a lot of that just happens to be genetics, Hmm. you know, and that I just have chosen to, as best I can, leave a pretty clean life, you know, meaning that I'm, I'm, I certainly eat junk food, I eat fast food, whatever, but for a lot of it, I just really choose to um, live the best lifestyle I can in terms of, um, you know, not, and I don't get on a scale. So, so I am, I am just moving every day. I am eating as best I can, you know, for choices. And I don't drink a lot of alcohol. Um, and I not really great at drinking water. So more of it is just, I'm not doing drugs, but coffee. 
I do, I do drink coffee. I also have a Pepsi Max. So I'm not like one of these, oh gosh, I can't have, you know, mm-hmm. mine is just more so um, I've really chosen to prioritize my health, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, it is just learning everything that I can on YouTube and other places about what's best for my mental well-being, for my physical well-being. And a lot of mine isn't um, any kind of workout routine at all. It's just I walk instead of getting in the car a lot or things like that. It's not anything. Everybody wants some big, like, oh, I got some big secret or what. I color my hair. (laughs) I color my hair and I never did my nails or anything until I'm down in Naples. I finally bent the thing and all right, that's all I do. (laughs) Cool. Um, So you've been divorced for six years. Um, I'm divorced. Okay. So do you find being single changes your ability and or just the way you interact with people professionally? I think that I have always had to be really careful with it. Um, so I have always had to be much more like when you see me on social media, I'm much more, that's my like full regular personality. When I am doing work with somebody um, in a contract or those sort of things, I'm careful to dress more professionally be um, much more appropriate with males, not joking around if I'm in a work capacity, right? Um, If there is a female involved, whether that's a wife or a girlfriend, I'm always really careful to make sure that I make her comfortable and her comfortable first, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So I definitely think it is something that I've had to behave differently in the last six years by far. Um, Because you don't have the ring on? I'm sorry, what? Because you're not wearing a wedding ring? Yeah. That's the reason? Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of it was to me feeling like I could have done what a lot of women do in no judgment in putting on the fake ring, because I've been told to do that all the time. I mean, it's, it's, um, I get a lot on LinkedIn, right? That's so interesting. I've never considered that, but it is interesting now when I look at photos of me without it. Um, it's interesting, right? But I refuse to do it. So this is funny. This is a great conversation, right? So I have a friend I met years ago and she's like, this is so ridiculous. I think it affects me in business. So I wear a fake ring even when I go in to do business. Wow. Because I, and, I, and what, the only reason I, I'm not judging her and great if she wants to. And she said, my paycheck's better. I'm better respected. People don't really need to know what my situation is. So I just do it, right? And a lot of women have gone to it. It's, it's the anti-harassment sometimes toy. It's funny. The guys will go, you know, in the bar, out of the bar, there's this opposite of ours. We'll go in work, out of work. This is so funny. I love the conversation. Interesting, Sherry. Yeah. But I refuse to do it for my own self, not judgment of anybody else. Cause it's not honest. I'm not, I'm not married. And we are also in this thing where so much of our identity is, are you dating somebody? Are you single? Are you, you know, Um, And that's a social dynamic of our life. I'm super open with my life. I share, you know, a lot. Um, But I think it also puts us in this category of um, just because of the way society tries to meet and date and those kind of things where um, if I do it, I'm not being honest about it. Do you date? Um, So this is, this may be, I'm going to hit me on hard category. All right. So a lot of people know this because, you know, some of it I've done right on LinkedIn. So I, for, because of my very difficult uh, divorce that was abusive and hard, I actually did not for, oh gosh, um, almost two and a half years and, you know, did all kinds of great counseling and all that stuff. I um, dated one person who actually was, I didn't realize was a neighbor 
of me in Wisconsin. Um, we're still great friends and all that kind of stuff, but it took me a long time to finally do that over my traumatized background. Um, then I went for um, a long time and I actually am just dating the second person right now in six years. So how did you meet them? This, well, so um, it's interesting because the person that is from Wisconsin, um, I actually met him on LinkedIn, which normally I, I get hit on every day on that thing. All right. This and is so, such a great interview right now. I am so big about, okay, let me explain myself as I feel. Okay. So I, I, it's tough on that platform every day I get, you know, da, 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 da. And so it isn't where I would have loved to meet somebody, but let me explain. Well, let's so, just pause really quick. That's how you and I connected through a friend on LinkedIn. We would not so even much, be talking right now if we were not there. You are so much more fabulous and comfortable with this. And that's great. Now you can see I'm super strong. I'm really confident. I'm all that stuff. But I'm like nerdy in the dating category because it's just not as comfortable. So you're right. Like people tell me that all the time of like, gosh, you should be willing to just meet somebody. My difficulty is I get all these guys who pretend they would like to do business. They really don't. And I'm wasting all my time and I'm not interested in dating, but thank you so much. You know, let me explain though also on this LinkedIn thing. It's like, it was incredibly appropriate. It was just really somebody who actually lives right in my hometown, sent me a message and just said, you know, inspired by your videos, love to have coffee sometime. Right. And then we clarified before we set up the coffee thing of just, is this personal or is this business? I always do that, you know? And he said, well, actually, if you're open to it, I'd rather be personal. The only reason I said, okay, is that shockingly, he lives two miles from me in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, no, so yeah. I'm like, all right, fine. Long story short, here's the great part. Um, you know, he and I, this has been, he and I have been, you know, friends and, you know, dated for a good amount of time or whatever for, you know, on and off for three years now. Um, and so it, it was a great uh, situation. We, we each just had something compatibility wise in our lifestyles that, you know, wasn't the thing. We're still best friends. And so that part's nice. Um, the other person, I met him luckily sitting outside a bakery in Naples. Are you, about Naples, sorry, are you talking about Italy or Florida? Naples, Florida. Florida, okay. Yep. Yeah. So he just came walking up when I was sitting outside because the bakery closed early. And just, oh, cool. I was so happy because it was like the old fashioned way, right? Of just hands up and just, hi, what you doing? I'm like, okay. So we started talking. You yeah, know? no, and I, I mean, I think that's so cool. There's such a, you can still meet people the old fashioned way. And now there's the technology way to meet people. I mean, dating apps. Have you tried those? Yes. So that was not my favorite. So I the wish I was seeing the bumbles and the tinders or what do you, what did you do? So I wished I was one of those women who loved that. Right. I wished I was, I was the kind like, okay, I meet somebody and I'm with them 24 years. Like that's my personality. Right. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm totally. awful with this. And so I was at, with my ex since I was 22. So I was with yeah. him my whole life. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So at five years, one of my neighbors down here in Florida said, how in the world do you think you're actually going to meet somebody? And I'm like, I'm just hoping somebody great would introduce me to somebody great, right? And she's like, that's never going to happen. And you're not the kind of woman who'd sit in a bar. So you're going to have to just learn how to do this dating app thing. And I was like, oh my God, I swore I would never do that. Not judging on anybody else, but because... When you have trauma background, it's yeah. scarier about like, who can I trust and who am I meeting? And that's all. It's true. Yeah. However, I, I did try Bumble because somebody encouraged me on just the concept of, you know, the women are a little bit more in control. I found that the caliber of men were much better on that than other 
things my friends have tried and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I think so much of it, once you get into life where you actually have um, different places you live and children and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's not even so much about, gosh, I found somebody that's really amazing. It then becomes a little bit more about the compatibility piece of timing. Does our life work right now? All that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, that's really well said. Sherry, where can people find more about you? Um, the easiest place to find me is on LinkedIn. I'm also over on um, TikTok under um, Sher official Sherry St. Marie okay. and also Sherry St. Marie Real Estate. So Sherry St. Marie on LinkedIn, if you'd like to continue to follow Sherry. Uh, th thanks for this awesome conversation. I think you're a very strong uh, female. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to contribute. Thanks for watching. For more, please visit www.monsummaternity.com.